Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. A funny thing happened to me when I started making these podcasts that I listen to myself talk and I hear the phrases that I use frequently. And I'm hesitant to even tell you this because you might go back and listen to some of my earlier podcasts and catch this phrase that I used regularly, but it's okay. If you do, you can just listen and laugh and be like, oh yeah, that's that thing she said. I realized that I would say frequently, well, I think that da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Or I feel like blah, 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 whatever the following statement was. And I would begin the statement with I think or I feel. And sometimes I think or I feel are the way to begin a statement correctly. You know, I think iced coffee is best with cinnamon and no sweetener. Absolutely. That's correct. That is what I think or what I feel. Um, But many times... What I'm actually saying is a truth. I think that God's word is the truth to live by. No, I don't think that or feel that. That is true. That is a true statement. And somewhere along the way, our culture began graying the line between feeling and truth and saying, well, I can feel like this, or why do you believe that? Well, I feel like whatever it is, but what we feel like doesn't actually matter. What actually matters is the truth of what God's word actually says. And I am so glad to be able to have today's podcast with one of my most special guests ever. My grandmother is with us today, and I can think of no better woman to have with us to be sharing about basing our life on the truth of God's word over our feelings. And I'm so glad to be able to introduce her to you. Her name is Virginia Burroughs, and she's grandmom to me and to many others. And my grandmom will be 93 this August and was married for 59 years to her dear husband, Glenn, my granddad. And she is just such a strong woman of God. And I have been so blessed for my life to be able to watch the way that she based her life on the truth of God's word and how beautifully and freely his word just flows from her lips. Uh, She spent many years I mean, I can think my entire life she was teach, has been teaching women about God's word, whether it was obviously in her own home as she had her three children growing up and she and my granddad taught them the truths of the Lord. And I'm so very thankful for that and how that legacy has been passed on into my parents and now into me and now into my children as well. Um, but she also was was a teacher of other women as well, whether it was being a teaching leader in Bible study fellowship in those days or her days of teaching English in the church or leading Bible studies. And even in the more recent years, teaching at assisted living homes for um, Bible studies there. So God has just continued to use her in pouring out the truths that she has stored up in her heart. So today we're going to be going through uh, the 
different areas of life that we have as women, as Christian women and moms, and talk about what it means to really live by truths from God's word. So really dial in today. You are going to be so blessed by this time of truth that you get to have with me and my grandmom. So grandmom, thank you so much for being here today. Well, you are welcome. And this is a treat for me. Well, it's a treat for me too. And I'm so glad that it worked out to do this while mom is there too, because I'm just amazed that you're doing this from Texas and here I am in California and my sweet mom is there and helped get us all hooked up. So she'll be there. If um, you hear my mom's voice, familiar voice, jump back in, she's in Texas. So her sweet um, Southern accent might be back a little stronger again after spending time with Southern family. So glad to have mom here with us too again. So grandmom, let's first just talk about what does it mean to actually live by truths from God's word? Well, it just means knowing God's word for one thing. But I remember when I was in college, I was in a Sunday school class, had a wonderful teacher. And uh, as she taught, I had a thought that I think came from God because I thought if I could ever influence young people like she was influencing my life, then I would be willing to teach. I didn't mm. share that with anybody. I didn't talk to anybody about it, but I just hid it in my heart, I guess. And uh, soon after I was married, I had a visit from a lady from the church I went to, and she asked me to teach a class of senior high school girls well, they were 18 and I was 21. What in the world could I teach them? But I remember that feeling, I'll call it a feeling, even though I think it was a truth from God that I was to teach his word. And so I began with that class of senior high school girls and used what we call the quarterly, the little booklet we would get as we studied in Sunday school. So that's how I began to teach. And I thank God for that privilege. Well, what a beautiful thing it is when God plants that seed of desire and kind of inspiration almost in our hearts. It's like the beginning of a calling when he places that. And then when we see it come to fruition by him giving us opportunities and bringing it to happen, then it's so beautiful because when it's happening, we get to say, yes, God did this. Glory to God. It's not by us. He planned this before I was even here. That is so true. Yeah. I have felt the same to be true, even with this podcast ministry, that I remember a time when I was leaving a mom's conference. And as I was walking out of this room with hundreds of women that had just been spoken to, and I felt the Lord speaking to my heart, I could use you like this one day. And I remember pushing that thought so far back and thinking, oh, I'm sure every woman leaves this kind of a thing, feeling like that. Well, now being on the other side of it and having had the opportunity to speak to large groups of women, I realize, no, most women do not leave large speaking events and think to themselves, maybe one day God will use me this way, that that's the Lord's prompting and preparing of our hearts. Um, Well, let's talk some about marriage. 
Grandmom, what are some truths from God's word that were foundational to your marriage? Well, you know, in Ephesians 5, it talks quite plainly about our responsibility as wives and husbands, and that's been a a strong part of my belief. And I, I used to, I know that there are people who really resent the fact that God says, submit yourselves to your husbands. And we fight that as women, and we've mm-hmm. become more independent in recent years than we used to be. But one day I found a verse right in Ephesians 5 where it talks about this. And verse 21 says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so that means that in a marriage it takes two And we both have to submit to each other, and we both have to talk to each other. I think communication is one of the most important things we can have in our marriage, with just really being honest, being open with our mates, and talking things through when things happen that maybe we don't agree with or whatever. We can talk to each other and say how we think. And that's important for us to do, to submit to one another. Yes. And remembering that second part too, that says that it's done out of reverence for Christ, because then it's an act of worship and it doesn't even matter what I'm not doing it out of reverence for my husband. I'm not doing it because he deserved it or earned it for some reason. I'm doing it because I am a follower of the Lord. So out of reverence for him, out of reverence to God, I will act in submission or live in submission as, and it says, as, as you do to the Lord, and then it's an act of worship. So then I can put it back in the Lord's hands, which is so, which is where we want to be. That's very true. Good, good thinking, Krista. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I was taught well, so <laughs> um, what about with what about with children? Let's talk about with children. What are some truths from God's word that were important for you when deciding to have children? Well, you know, I don't remember deciding to have children. It was just what we did. When I grew up, the family was strong, it was important. And it was just taken for granted that we would have children. And I hear on the news and this and that, that that's changing in our culture. And that's a shame because people who decide not to have children really miss God's blessing. And so uh, it was just a, a done thing for me. I knew I would have children. I would be a mother. I wouldn't be the birthing parent, as they're saying today, (laughs) but I would just be a mother. And that's an important gift that God allows us to be, because when we are a mother, we are influencing our children to be citizens of our country, to be followers of Jesus, and to do the things that pleases him. So it's a wonderful opportunity for us. Absolutely. I have said so many times that when I remember that I'm raising disciples, I'm not just raising children. It completely shifts the importance of parenting 
into the right priority again, that God has trusted these small people for me to be the one to train them up to know and serve him. What a wonderful privilege it is. It is. It is. And I remember, I don't know how old my children were, probably three or four, but at least they were big enough to sit at the table to have breakfast. And I would read, I found some little books. I can't remember the names exactly of them, but it's something like Peter and somebody else pray (laughs) and play. And they were little stories, two books about these children. And it had wonderful teaching of God's word in these little stories. So I would read a story to them every morning while they ate breakfast. And that went on for several years as they went to school. And other, other times we would read Peter and somebody, I can't remember <laughs> the little girl's name, but they would pray and play. And it was wonderful little stories for mm-hmm. my children. That's wonderful. And what are some of the truths that were foundational to the way that you raised your children? I mean, I think, I think that's one already is that when they were young, from the time that they were young, you were speaking truths age appropriately of the Lord into them. What are some other truths that were um, important to the way you raised them? Oh my goodness. I'd have to think about that for a little while, but One of the truths, I think my father was a very strong teacher for me. And even though we didn't talk a lot about these things spiritually at home, my mother always taught children in the beginner's department at church. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of rubbed off on me, I guess. But my dad was very strong and he taught us about not drinking and all of that. I was looking in Proverbs the other day, and in Proverbs 23, it talks about uh, the wine and how it can affect you and so forth. And so we were we were what the Baptists call teetotalers. We did not <laughs> did not drink, and so therefore I did not, and I really was never tempted to. I tried to teach the children that it's best to leave that alone and not have the influence of that in so many ways that people do have trouble because of alcoholism or because mm-hmm. of just the things that where it where it happens. So, uh, so that was an important teaching from my parents that I've tried to pass on to my children. You know, another thing that I see from what you just said about something in your home growing up, and I think about dad with you guys um, growing up in your home, and also now me growing up in my home with my, with my parents, is you talked about your parents serving in the church um, you know, teaching the beginners class. And I think about how that was modeled to you as something that was important to be serving in that way. And how you didn't have to probably be taught. You probably weren't told a lot of times, you know, one day, Virginia, you're going to grow up and it's important that you serve. But you watched how your parents served. And then you and granddad served in church and were, and were there, you were there regularly. 
And so dad was there regularly. And then dad knew that he would serve in church. And um, so much so that I remember I'm the oldest of four and Ryan being our, our youngest in our family. I remember when he was really little, him saying one day that he just didn't know what his church job would be one day. And <laughs> because, because it was just a given, it was a given that you would serve in church because that's what you do. But it's something that's been modeled. And I didn't even know that it's been passed down for so many generations. And that's, that's a foundational truth, I think, of the way that just how you lived, just by your lifestyle, that you raised your children knowing that you participate in the church and you serve in the church and you be part of the church body. And you are so right, because several places, I think, in the scripture, it talks about the church being the body of Christ. We are mm -hmm. part of Christ as we serve in the church. That's how he designed it for us. And it's been a blessing to me all of my life. We moved around a lot with my husband's job, and every time we would move, it was hard because I didn't mm -hmm. know anybody. I didn't know where we would live or where we would go to church. But when we once settled on a church, everything was right. And it was, mm -hmm. it was okay. And I had many good experiences in the different places we lived. And our, our children uh, grew up getting used to making changes. And we have to deal with that from time to time. Mm -hmm. And it is a hard thing. Church changes are hard because it's like a family that you recreate, that you've begun again. And so that can be a, a very challenging thing. But, but you're right. It's such a blessing to us. You said that you were so blessed by those times of serving. And I, I agree that that was something that was very challenging for me when we got in the church that we're in now. And I started thinking about, okay, could I serve? Where could I serve? But I'm already doing this whole other ministry with this podcast on the side that's not really in the church. It's kind of just on my own with my husband and also raising all of our children. I mean, that's my most important ministry, right? Um, of course. But, but I began praying, Lord, how would you have me to serve in our church? Because because like you, I knew the blessing is so abundant when you get to serve in your own body and you get to serve with the congregation where you're being fed together. And God was so faithful. I was able to reach out and share this podcast ministry that I've been doing with our women's ministry. And then just a few months later, got to speak to our mom's group in person. So God just began opening doors of ways that I could serve that I didn't even know he would do. So he's just so very, very faithful in those ways. Yeah, it's kind of uh, surprising sometimes, isn't it, what happens? It, it is, we, it is. We move so much, and I, as I said, I started out teaching teenagers, and I did that for several years, and then when we moved again, I ended up teaching young marrieds. And then as I got older, I taught older women. And as they got older, now I'm teaching uh, occasionally older women. But 
you know, God just arranges things as you move along. You don't mm -hmm. even have to decide really what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. He just does it for you. Amen. That's so true. Let's talk about friendships um, because you have some, you've had some very dear friends. I think about even those, the friends that you would, you call the remnant that you would, that you would gather with. Um, and I love, I loved hearing about your friendships over the years that you have had that have been so dear to you. Um, what are some of the truths from God's word that have shaped your friendships, grandma? Oh, my goodness. It, just having godly friends is wonderful. I've had, when we moved to Conroe, uh, I heard about a home Bible study. And I thought when we moved there, I thought, oh, am I going to have to start something in this place we live? I don't think I want to do that. But when we got moved and I heard about this home Bible study, I went immediately and started making friends there. And God just gave me some wonderful friends. One of them ended up moving to Dallas and we're still friends today. And so mm -hmm. then uh, I was introduced to Bible study fellowship while we lived in Conroe. And then surprising to me, I ended up being a teaching leader. That's one of the things I even look back now and I think, how did I ever do that? I don't even know. <laughs> but it was week by week and day by day. And God was so faithful. I hardly missed a single time. But God was so faithful during that time. And at the end of that, when I left BSF, several women, uh, we began to meet for lunch once a month and pray for each other. And these were, had been leaders uh, as I was the teaching leader. And so we just had all of that in common. We loved each other. We prayed for each other. And even now we email, we pray. And if there's something that comes up, we send a prayer request out. And we know that these faithful friends are praying. And we've seen answers to prayer. And we're praying for some right now that are really in difficult places. But God knows all about this. And so we can put our friends in his hands and know that he will do what is right and best for them. Well, and again, it's kind of crazy to think that those friendships of that group came because, again, of you serving and obediently following where the Lord called you to serve. And it wasn't because of selfishly looking for friends. It was because of following the Lord's leading that then he brought those women into your life to end up being such a blessing to you as well. Oh, yes, that is so true. And I remember when I first uh, agreed to teach a class, that's another story in itself. But we were going on vacation that summer to Colorado, and I was very scared. I was nervous. I, could I do this? I didn't know. But as we drove into Platora, Colorado, there was a huge double rainbow. And as I saw that rainbow, I knew it would be okay. 
because we were studying Genesis, the first book of the Bible. And as that was the one I would be teaching, I had taken books to do some background reading. And like I said, I was just scared to death to do this. Mm -hmm. But God was so faithful all through those 10 years. I still can't believe that I was able to do that. But he, he enabled me to do that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wow. Well, that kind of goes in perfectly to the next topic I wanted to ask about is you were able to do that and able to keep life going through all of that time. I, I think because of some healthy life habits that you had created, that you had created some habits or rhythms in your life that really caused you to lean on the Lord and to know his word and to rely on him. So what are some, what are some truths from God's word that directed, that have directed the way that you have chosen to just live your daily life? Well, I remember one, one year when we, well, really it was one of the first transfers we had with my husband's job and we, we were going to leave Texas. Oh, my. I didn't want to leave Texas. I was a Texan, and I've <laughs> never lived anywhere else. But we were transferred to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And along about that time, I read a verse in Philippians that said, I have learned in whatsoever state I am in therewith to be content. <laughs> and so I just took that literally up. I told God, okay, I guess I can live in Oklahoma and be content. We took <laughs> blue bonnet seeds with us to plant, to have blue bonnets in Oklahoma because that's the Texas flower. And so God was faithful there. That's where he taught me many things from his word. We were in a good church. And let me say now, that is so important to be in a Bible-teaching church because that's how we learn God's scriptures. We are taught as we worship weekly. It's important that we're there. It's important we're in Sunday school because that's how we learn God's word and learn to lean on him. And I think it was more probably in Bible study fellowship that I became aware of the fact that I needed to be in his word every day. And mm -hmm. I've practiced that ever since because he teaches you, he meets you. And just when my husband died, it was, uh, of course, a, a sad and overwhelming time. But the night I came home from the hospital uh, Krista's dad was calling my son in Dallas and saying, don't let mom stay by herself. So Mark came home with me about one o'clock in the morning. And, and that was such a, a, an amazing time because I told Mark, no, you're not staying with me. I'll stay by myself because you need to be there for your girls in the morning to tell them that granddad has gone to be with Jesus. And so I was, uh, I thought I could sleep because I was so tired. 
but I couldn't. And so I got my Bible and my bookmark was on Psalm 84. And I'm going to cry when I tell this. But the first verse I read was, how beautiful are your dwelling places, O Lord. And I knew then it would be okay. I could do this because I knew where he was. Hmm. I remember, I remember you telling me that when I asked you, when, when I was talking with you at one point afterwards and just asking you how you were doing and you didn't tell me really how you were doing. You told me what was true. And what I wanted to hear was really how your heart was feeling, but you told me what you were choosing to believe what was true regardless of the circumstances and regardless of how you felt. And I just thought, of course, here goes grandmom, me one, you know, in her deepest place of need and sadness and hardship right now. And once again, she's turning back to the truths of God because that's what she's done over and over again. And again, going back to those life habits, because you had created those habits in your life over and over and over daily, you had stored up those truths so that when you were at that time of being so empty and in such great need, you went back, we go back to what we know. We go back to what we do. And what you know and what you do is you turn to the truth of the Lord, not to your feelings. And I'm actually going to pause us here for today's conversation and I am going to make this a two-part episode. So we actually have quite a bit more to talk about. So my friends who are listening right now, I'm going to have you hang tight because you're going to have to pick up part two of this conversation next week as we talk about one more topic. I know we got to talk about marriage and children and friendship and life habits, but you got to hear from grandmom about what an incredible leader she has been. Um, she just is such a beautiful example of a godly leader of a woman. And I want for us to talk a little bit more about that. And also while she did choose to live by truth, I know there must have been times that there were choices made to live on the truth of God's word over the feelings that creep in and so often come knocking at our door. Um, during those times of weakness and, and struggle. So we're going to pick up on that next week. And I'm going to share a little bit on my Instagram this week about church, because I know that that's a challenging thing right now. And I think about friends who have been in difficult church circumstances where maybe they've had to move and haven't been able to find a new church or have been struggling in that. So I want to encourage you a little bit more in that idea of church, of finding a church, of the importance of church, of the community and serving of church, um, and of the body. So be watching on my Instagram this week. I will encourage you more in that. And can't wait to see you again next week for part two about living by truth over feelings with my grandma. I'll see you then. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. 
I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. 